Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Let's Talk with your host Brandon Terrell. I am Brandon Terrell and today's episode will be featuring a guest by the name of Jordan Mori. Jordan Mori is an outstanding journalist who was a sports editor in my hometown for a while and uh, you know truly helped me out to find my passion and understand I want to go into journalism as I am currently studying journalism. And he will also give you tips if you are considering entering the field of journalism and using your writing abilities to your benefits to create a career. So um, thank you very much for listening and I hope you enjoy this interview with Jordan Moore. Hello, I'm your host Brandon Terrell. Today I'm here with Jordan Mori. Jordan Mori is someone I always looked up to. Um, here to see more at the Tribune. A big journalist who helped me really find my passion and find what I want to do. Um, also, as we're doing this, you accepted a new position at the Republic. Yes. As the assistant managing editor. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, just explain a little bit about yourself and you know what made you want to do what you're doing today. Okay, so I grew up in upstate New York, obviously a long ways away from here. Um, Growing up, I always felt like I had my strengths lied in uh, English and writing. Um, I always enjoyed literature and that kind of thing. But the problem was, how do I turn that into a career, right? So um, when I got to high school, I had a a teacher um, in my AP literature course that suggested maybe I look at getting into journalism. Um, explored a little more. Uh, I thought that'd be a good fit for me, so I decided to go to St. Bonaventure, Bonaventure University because uh, they have a pretty strong journalism program. Um, there's a lot of alumni from there that work at uh, ESPN, um, the New York Post, um, Washington Post, uh, all across the country, uh, really big um, roles. Obviously, the most famous one right now is probably Woj. <laughs> Everyone knows Woj. Um, he's from St. Bonaventure. Um, He's a grad and uh, that kind of thing. So I went to St. Bonaventure uh, in the hopes of becoming a sports journalist um, because I love sports. I was involved in sports in high school. I felt like, um, you know, that could be a career path for me potentially down the road uh, between, um, you know, the the teachers and the alumni and everything. It could be maybe a good fit. So um, I got involved with my college newspaper and radio station. right as soon as I got to school pretty much first semester and uh, from there just you know kind of turned into a career Um, I first moved uh, so after school I moved so 2013 I moved to uh, Denver Colorado and I I live with my aunt and uncle Um, I really love that area and was hoping to kind of break into that media market Uh, I Started my own website with a friend, uh, Peter Sherwell, covering the Denver Nuggets. Mm -hmm. Um, We did a podcast and that kind of thing every week. Um, And it kind of, it took off actually more than we thought it would. We ended up um, becoming associated with uh, Yard Barker, which is like a, like a website with Fox Sports or something that it's like, it's like a aggregation kind of website where you have different kinds of blogs and that kind of thing. Um, all all on there so we went to that ended up happening uh i you know in the meantime it wasn't making me a ton of money um my student loans were about to kick in so i uh (laughs) i was looking for other things to do i worked at dick sporting goods um part-time and then i also freelanced for um the chsaa which is like the governing body for high school sports 
in uh, Colorado equivalent to you know IHSA here, mm-hmm. but they have their own kind of media division. So they they um, contract out uh, riders to cover bigger events, um, state finals, um, high profile type games where they have you know maybe top two teams in the state are playing each other in basketball or volleyball, whatever. Um, and I did that for a while, um, and then I was asked to. I was I applied to write for Bleacher Report, which was actually kind of in its beginning stages. And I started doing that a little bit uh, with the Nuggets, um, but again, I wasn't making a whole lot of money. Um, so I kind of started looking across the country, seeing all right, what can I do to get a more steady paycheck and uh, start paying off some bills and all that. So I found a job out in Lamar's, Iowa, which is right in the corner, northwestern Iowa, between uh, close to South uh, South Dakota, um, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Sioux City, Iowa, um, very rural area. Kind of cut my teeth there for a while. Um, I did that for like six or seven months. I was 21 at the time, uh, I believe. Um, just covering, I think we had seven high schools. It was me and one other guy. Um, his name was Doug. And uh, did that and was just looking for a bigger opportunity. Um, saw that there was an opening out here uh, in Indiana and in Seymour. So I went for it. You know, I was a writer at the time. I was looking for an editorial position. Um, so I applied for a sports editor job in Seymour. Um, it was a little bit closer to home, too, which was nice. When I lived up in northwest Iowa, it was pretty far away. Um and, uh, you know, I'm pretty close to my family and everything, so that was tough. And it was expensive to fly back and forth because there's not exactly a lot of uh, flights that go from South Dakota and Iowa out to upstate New York. So I went, um, so I got the job here in Indiana. I actually did the interview, <laughs> over my first initial interview for this job, I was actually in the parking lot on my phone during the state finals for softball. The game was about to start that I was about to cover, and I was talking to um, a f- someone that used to work here uh, about the job. And, uh, yeah, they asked if I could come down, and I think it was the following weekend I drove down um, all the way from that from Lamar's all the way down here to Seymour, which was, I don't know, maybe 8 to 10 hours or something like that. Um, so I was sports editor here since from 24. 20- Let's see, 2014, uh, Labor Day of 2014 is when I started, and then about five or six months ago, uh, yeah, about five months ago, I changed over. Um, there was an opening for a reporter position. I decided to make a change, uh, try some different things because I had never worked in news. Uh, kind of interested me a little bit. The hours are a little bit different, not quite as uh, demanding as what I was doing. Um, good or bad. And, uh, yeah, so I did that. And then about two weeks ago, I started looking at, uh, well, I heard there was an opening at one of our sister's papers, the Republic in Columbus, um, for an assistant managing editor, which is kind of in charge of a lot of different things, but mainly the editorial pages, um, special publications and kind of acts as a, the person underneath the editor. So when the editor's not there, mm-hmm. essentially that person fills in as the editor role or if they're on vacation, that kind of thing. So kind of like the number two for editorial, um, that kind of thing. So I'll be starting that within the next month or so. Um, 
and yeah, so I'm excited for that. It's gonna be good. Yeah. So, so when you moved from, well, obviously you moved a lot, but mm-hmm. every time you moved, were you ever like scared, like this isn't gonna work, or? Yeah, yeah. There's kind of a, you know, anytime you take a risk like that, especially when you're young, it's a little scary. Especially when you know I grew up on the East Coast, obviously, and I I had never been to Indiana, Iowa. I'd been to Denver because of family before. Um, I was twenty. I was like I said, I was twenty one when I moved to Iowa, and the average age in that town was probably close to fifty. And the culture was a lot different than what I was used to. It was a very rural area, um, which I have nothing against at all. I just didn't grow up in that kind of thing. So I was kind of um, not unfamiliar. I'm sorry? Unfamiliar. Oh, yeah, unfamiliar. That's a good word. Unfamiliar with, uh, you know, the way people lived and, you know, uh, that kind of thing. So it was scary. Um, I think anytime you have a new opportunity, it's going to be, there's going to be some, you know, a little bit of fear, Mm -hmm. but I knew I was confident in myself that if I did the job and I worked hard, I would find a place that would be a good fit for me down the road. You know, that was kind of the thing is as long as you stay focused and do your best and produce, you know, something will, something good will come out of it down the road. Even if maybe it's not the, the, you know, the opportunity you currently have isn't where you eventually want to be. So, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. You know, I, my goal wasn't to have a job in Lamar's Iowa my entire <laughs> life. My, you know, I want to do other things and, and that kind of thing. But I saw it as a stepping stone. So I stayed focused and worked hard and ended up paying off. So, um, you know, Indiana was less scary because I had, I had lived by myself in a place, but you know, I wasn't familiar with, um, and it was a little closer to home. And I think, too, my coworkers here made the transition a lot easier. Uh, I work with a really good group of people here at the Tribune who made my job tremendously easier when I started because, you know, I, whenever you move to a new area and you're working in journalism, you don't know, mm-hmm. you don't have a pulse on the community and what people believe, what people want to see in the paper, what they don't care about, what's important and what's not. So with... Uh, Zach Spicer here, um, he was a sports editor before me, so he was working here, and he really, really helped me because he'd be like, hey, Jordan, you know, this uh, middle school Lutheran basketball tournament's coming up. It's a big deal to people, so, you know, pay attention kind of thing. He didn't say it directly like that, but, um, you know, nudge me like, hey, you know, maybe you should look at covering this. So uh, that made it easier. And then, you know, at, over time, you know, it just, you know, you get a better feel and you get to know people when you make the contacts you need to make. And they approach you with, you know, once they gain your trust, they approach you with story ideas and that kind of thing. Um, that kind of got off topic, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, yeah. so when, when you like, so when, if a job opportunity, let's say, opened up at your uh, alma mater. Yes. Would that be like your dream job I mean I don't know <clears throat> you know it might I think my goals over time have changed a little bit um which you know with growth obviously happens mm-hmm. and your interests change and that kind of thing it would just kind of have to be the right fit um I I don't I don't know you know I've, I've actually thought about that a lot the past year you know like what is the end goal mm-hmm. what is the you know what is the dream job like what would be the absolute best thing you could be doing and honestly I'm not really sure right now 
you know, I love the sports. I love doing all that stuff. And originally, I think it was um, work for a, I like basketball also, work for a NCAA program or work for a NBA team or, you know, I like football too, NFL or whatever. Um, however, I also really enjoy this. some of the news. I've kind of taken on a lot of the breaking news kind of stuff with police um, some of the more issue-based kind of journalism, and I've actually really enjoyed that. Um, it really makes you think, and you really get an idea of how, you know, how it is, you know, wherever you're living, um, locally and nationally, I guess. So, uh, if I got an offer, I'd definitely consider it, you know. I, I love St. Bonaventure, and, you know, I don't know if I could survive the, the winters of upstate New York. I grew up two hours from Buffalo for reference kind of thing so we had, we get a lot of snow and it's it was like negative 30 degrees a couple of weeks ago my where my parents live so um yeah i mean i don't i don't know I, I think the biggest thing is is finding the right fit where you feel like you can make an impact and and uh you know on your community because that's kind of the most rewarding thing mm-hmm. um if you're able to accomplish that you know i put out on facebook i think it was yesterday that I would be leaving soon here and the number of people that messaged me and commented like we're gonna miss you and that kind of thing it makes you feel good because you feel like Mm -hmm. you made a difference um you most definitely did for sure well I appreciate that and uh yeah you know the end goal right now is just focus on the republic and you know it's kind of like I said before if you I think if you work hard you focus on what job you have you know, you just don't know what opportunities will present themselves because I think a lot of those those opportunities, the best ones, um, come to you and you don't, you just got to recognize them and then you kind of go after them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So uh, let's say right now sure. you had the opportunity to go back and talk to your senior self. Besides for the, you know, just to work hard and, you know, it'll come yeah. if you do it right or it'll if you build it, they'll come. Mm-hmm. It's field of dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can go back and talk to your high school senior self, what would be the one thing you would say? Um, probably, probably to be patient because I think that when you graduate um, from college, obviously the big dream is I'm gonna go work for my favorite team, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, or the ESPN will come calling. ESPN will come calling, or you know, you're gonna get that dream job kind of thing right away. Um, when that's not really the reality of it, typically, you know, it does happen. You know, I, a lot of it's on connections, you know, of who, you know, if you get an internship here or there, there's a lot of luck involved too. Um, I would say to be patient because there are going to be times when it's, it's going to be tough because you're going to feel like you can do so much more, um, than what you are currently doing. Um, or you feel like maybe you deserve to have, um, more or, you know, different responsibilities, um, or more responsibilities, I guess. Uh, and those, you know, those things will come in time. You just gotta, you gotta be patient. And like, I keep saying the same thing, but you know, just focus on what you have and, um, be happy about that because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't have, uh, jobs in journalism right now. Obviously it's kind of a tough field, but, I think that, you know, the, typically, if you, yeah, that's all I got. 
So going going with the the journalism being uh, you know a difficult field sure. mainly to get into, but once you're in it, you know what what really strives you every morning when you wake up to go to work, not to think, man, why am I doing still doing this or sure what really uh, strives you? That's a good question. Um, I think I think you, you over time, especially if, after you move to a new place, you feel a responsibility to your community. Um, because I think that's what the roots of journalism are all about is, um, you know, being a voice for the people, especially in these smaller communities like Seymour. Um, a lot of times, uh, people get kind of bogged down with the national news and, uh, those issues, um, maybe that aren't prevalent here. And, but people want to know what is going on in their community, maybe, you know, and I think that you hear a lot, you hear a lot from people when you're not doing your job very well, because they realize, you know, they know things that are going on. And if you're not addressing issues or, or policy or whatever, they're going to kind of call you out on it, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing, Mm -hmm. because that means that people are paying attention, right? You know, we don't want to be ignorant, we want to know, what's going on in our community. So I think that the biggest thing um, that pushes me is just trying to do it for the people that, you know, the people that care about their community and want to make a difference because we're, uh, you know, liaison kind of for that in a way. So, yeah. So going off with what you said about um, the people speaking up, if you guys do something wrong or yeah. say some word something wrong, maybe. Yeah. So what is, what do you think is like the because obviously this is a somewhat opinionated field whatever sure um, what's the toughest criticism you think you've faced on anything the toughest criticism I've ever faced hopefully no death threats or anything oh no 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 I haven't been doing enough <laughs> I haven't made people mad enough to do that I don't think um. Jeez, I don't know. Usually, honestly, criticism usually is really petty stuff, typically. Um, when I was doing sports, it was kind of funny. I'd have people get upset if I like missed a JV box score or something, um, which is important to them, and I get it. Um, but as far as major criticisms, I honestly, I honestly haven't gotten any personally that I can think of off the top of my head that are really that really stick out. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. I, I don't know. I'm not, Looking I can't like, think of anyone that was like angry, angry with me with a story I did, um, or didn't agree with me on something. I did, a, I, one time I did a column on, um, one time I did a column on, I felt that a purse, a coach over at another school that was playing one of our schools ran the score up mm-hmm. um, blatantly um, against one of our smaller schools, um, and I kind of called. I I did call them out on it uh, in the paper, and they were. I had some people over from that area that were not happy with me. Um, however, I had a lot more people that were very happy that I did it, um, and not just kind of being like oh that's just the way it is um, mm. so I guess that's that'd be the kind of the one I, that kind of sticks out most to me that was a couple of years ago um, yeah holding people accountable mm-hmm. so with kind of the criticism thing mm-hmm. uh, obviously now Twitter 
Sure. Anybody can say anything. Yeah. So uh, besides for the negative, how has Twitter truly changed the journalism as a field and as a whole? Oh, man, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love Twitter. I absolutely love it because you can get information out so quickly um, and you can go directly to sources. So, I mean, Woj has made a, not a living, but, you know, he's made his presence known because of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just an exceptional tool to, you know, would be the word to divulge information across the world so quickly um i think whenever something major happens um like the thing i happened in iran the other day everyone's on twitter right everyone wants to see what the latest news is it's such an effective tool Mm -hmm. to get news quickly now the opposite of that (laughs) is like you said there's a lot of people that are trolls that are hateful um that kind of thing so you have to be smart about where you get your information from, right? You have to kind of you have to kind of decide what is a reliable source, what isn't. And I think that's actually a big problem, not just on Twitter. I think it's a bigger problem on Facebook mm-hmm. um, because Facebook, you see a lot of people that didn't grow up in a technology generation that see information on there, maybe as a meme or whatever. And they automatically think it's true because they think that everything's being filtered where it's not, <laughs> you know. Never so you know. see someone's grandpa share something like, Grandpa, that's not right. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's a little distasteful, Grandpa, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but getting back to your, your, your question, um, you know, when I, even when I was in school, I graduated in 2013 from St. Bonaventure. They had, I'm sure they do it now in other places too, but... You know, we'd have a day in one of our classes where we just, this is how you tweet, literally, Mm -hmm. you know. This is the way you should tweet to, you know, concisely, you know, get information out there. And this is why it's important um, to do it because you are also, you know, it is a business still. Mm -hmm. You're going up against other people. You need to get that information out quickly. So um, when I was in high school, I had your... uh tweets on notifications so as soon as yeah. you tweet something and pop up so there you go there you go see so you find people that you trust will give you the right information and that's a big responsibility too mm-hmm. um to a degree maybe not so much with high school sports because mm-hmm. it's a not as serious a issue mm-hmm. but um yeah it's a responsibility that if you're not doing it the right way people will know and they will call you out immediately i mean even if you mistype something and they will they will get after you. So, yeah, I think I answered your question. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Perfect. So with so with social media, mm-hmm. um, obviously papers changing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people obtain their news either Twitter, sure. Facebook, or like the online sites. Mm-hmm. How do you think journalism as a field is? Uh, what direction is going in in the future? Maybe twenty years from now. That's a great question. I don't think any of us really know. <laughs> no. Because technology is constantly changing. The way we get our information is constantly changing. Maybe not so much over the past couple of years. I think that Twitter uh, has really made itself, put itself in the forefront, as, as Facebook, obviously, has been doing for years. Um, it's a very challenging time for news organizations right now because traditionally, with like print journalism, most of the money comes from advertising. Mm-hmm. So less and less businesses are seeing the value 
in print advertising because less people are taking the product, the print mm-hmm. product, because they can get it all online. It's more efficient. A lot of times it's free, which mm-hmm. is a problem. You know, it's great to have free content. However, there's somebody that's writing it that mm-hmm. they're doing it as a job full time. Yeah. Um, and the people that aren't getting paid for it that are putting stuff out there, you typically don't want their stuff because they're either not trained the right way, they don't have the experience, whatever. Um, and spread of misinformation. So I'm not sure where it's going to go. I think there will always be a need for local community journalism um, forever. I don't think that's ever going to change. Um, I think when you take that away, it's it, there are a lot of negative things that can happen, especially when it comes to government mm-hmm. um, and that kind of thing. Um, we're seeing more and more, uh, what do they call them, like uh, something deserts. Um, like areas that had newspapers that no longer have them. Um, and it's not a good thing at all. So I think it eventually it'll all turn digital, honestly, in the future. Um, there will be a point where we won't be able to go to a newsstand and buy a newspaper. Um, it'll all be online. Will it be a PDF kind of version where you literally turn the page? They have that now. We have that. Um, maybe. Or maybe it'll just be, you know, articles where you just click on it. Um, like a lot of people do now and just read it that way. The challenge is, like I said, how do you make money Mm -hmm. off that? And, um, a lot of people have tried, you know, going by page clicks and this and that and online advertising, but it just doesn't really work that well. I, a few years, I don't know how long it's been, but whenever some of these bigger news organizations started giving content away for free is when it really started creating a problem because, People expect us, you know, the small newspaper and Seymour to do the same thing. We can't give our content away for free. We just can't because we can't afford to. Um, we have a small staff. Um, we don't have as much money as a major metropolitan market does. Um, there, are, We don't have as many source, uh, I don't know if source is the right word, but different uh revenue streams, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, so it kind of puts us in a tough spot because everyone expects it for free. You know, you'll go online sometimes and you'll read a news article and someone will say, hey, can you copy and paste the article in here? And it's like, no, you got to pay for it, you know. And I don't know at what point that attitude changed where people expect all that to be free. I'm not really sure when that happened. But, um, you know, you put a paywall up and, and it's tough. Uh, I know the athletic kind of went towards a subscription-based model. Um, maybe that's the maybe that's the future. Is that you just pay subscription for the content? Um, I don't I don't know. It's a good question. I don't, I don't know where it's going, but I, I think, think it always be does. there. Yeah. Well, obviously, the athletic what was their their statement when they created their site was we were going to change change the way people read news forever or something pertaining mm-hmm. to that. They were they said they were going to take over. Maybe they will. I don't know. I'm not really sure where they're at. So at the stage in your life that you're currently at, what do you think is the most important thing you've learned? Um, the most important thing I've learned in my career? Mm -hmm. Um, kind of just to treat people as people. I mean, whenever I do interviews, I kind of just treat it like a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really hold anyone on a pedestal kind of thing. Um, I've interviewed some people that are well-known and are famous, I guess you could say. And, you know, people want to be treated uh, as people. 
mm-hmm. and with respect. And I think if you do that, that's that's gonna just be a good thing for everybody. Um, I try with what I do and what I've done to always do my best and in the idea that, you know, well, if I do my best, these people will respect me and I will get respect from the community. So, and that will open more doors for story ideas and that kind of thing. Um, coach, even if, you know, even though I was doing sports, you know, little coaches and that kind of thing, um, you want to have a certain level of respect. And if you treat people like people, mm-hmm. you know, they'll act that way. You treat them with respect and decency and, you know, you could, you could get an email from somebody saying, "Hey, can you cover my grandma's eighty-second birthday?" Well, maybe we can, maybe we can't. <laughs> However, you still gotta get back to them and say, you know, one thing or the other. You know, just be honest with people because if you're honest with people, um, there's no room for interpretation and and that kind of thing. And I think that's how you build trust. And trust is really important in, in this profession, no doubt. So, yeah. so if there was a, say for example, I'm a freshman in college studying sure. journalism. Uh, besides for the thing you told yourself, patience, mm-hmm. what would be the one thing you'd tell somebody else uh, trying to go into your field? Uh, probably take advantage of as many opportunities as you can. Mm-hmm. Um the wonderful thing about college is that you can try a lot of different things. I did newspaper, I did radio in college. I didn't do TV, which I kind of regret a little bit because I, I always wondered if I'd like it or not. Um, but get involved in as many things as you can. Try to do internships. When I was in college, I had to do, let's see, I might get the number wrong, but I think it was like 300 internship hours mm-hmm. total to graduate. That was part of it. And I'm really thankful I did because I figured out what I liked and what I didn't like um, because I saw it from a professional perspective whereas um, the things that you're told and taught in school might not always be what you think they are. Um, It's it's different when you're in the profession versus when you're learning about it and you're studying and that kind of thing, which is just the way it is because especially with this profession where it's constantly evolving and changing, mm-hmm. you can't be afraid of change at all because, um, you know, we have people that are 60, 70 years old that are sending tweets out. <laughs> you know, they never thought this would be a thing. Um, so, yeah, get involved in as much as you can. I did, I did an internship at my local newspaper. I did an internship for a, mate at a, for a company that owned a major league lacrosse and minor league soccer team. Um, in a city near me in Rochester. And then I did an internship. Where else I did one? I did another one. I just did some, I think they counted like you could do some on campus kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. So with the newspaper and the radio station, that kind of thing. So yeah, take advantage of as many opportunities as you can. Um, Build a network of people because it it pays to know people. It really does. Um, Small, big, whatever, you know, because you never know how they could help you out down the road. You just, you have no idea. Um, for this job actually I'm about to take, <clears throat> the person that was previously in that position was a sports editor at the Greenfield paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually recommended me for it. You know, I, he came to me saying, Hey, I think you'd be a good fit at the Republic for this. And I said, eh, yeah, maybe let me kind of look into it. And, uh, that's kind of what it turned into. Um, 
Now, I didn't know that he would ever work at the Republic. I figured he'd just be in Greenfield, but, you know, got a good relationship professionally with him. He's one of my friends now. And, yeah, it kind of just opens doors. So get to know as many people as you can. Have a big network of people that you can kind of turn to. And, you know, you'll gain their respect as you do more work over time. I have friends down in, I consider them friends down in, you know, New Albany all the way up to Fort Wayne um, in the newspaper industry now. And I'm not even from Indiana. (laughs) There's people I've met over time and they've seen what I've done. I've seen what they've done. Um, And, yeah. So, yeah, do as much as you can. Freelance if you can, too. There wasn't a lot of opportunity for that where I lived, um, freelance-wise, but around here especially, there is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just reach out, don't be afraid to reach out because you just never know who needs help in what way. And uh, a lot of newspapers need well, to get any help they can get, so mm. weekly or daily. Yeah. So do you think that would be your best advice as a as a whole not just in journalism just do what you can and always try to reach out and find network or is that just journalism do you think I think networking is important mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah I mean if you're starting out definitely mm-hmm. you know and you'll continue to network over time it's just gonna happen the longer you're in any industry you know you're just gonna get to know more people um, yeah well, I think as we're closing up, once again, uh, congratulations on the new position. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. You're at least not too far from Seymour because no, everybody no. Seymour would miss you. Yeah. Um, you did a great job covering sports in Seymour. Appreciate it. It was always cool to see our name in the paper, and you were the reason that put it there. Sure. So uh, if you have anything to say before we uh, leave. No, thanks for having me. Thanks you know, for coming it's on. It's exciting. Keep going and keep doing these kinds of things. People listen. You know, people people enjoy podcasts. I love doing podcasts personally. So mm-hmm. yeah, keep going and keep keep pushing on, and you'll do great. So thank you. You're welcome.